Hello, I am Chris. And I'm Andrew, and welcome to Video Games Cover to Cover, part two of our coverage of The Witcher 3. So I am right about, I kind of, is it really chapter two? I mean, uh, no, I really, we kind of just got area? out of the tutorial, like the, the prologue. <laughs> is Was that the prologue? I mean, for lack of a better word for it, because it was like an into- <laughs> So I mean, there finished. was an intense boss battle and everything. We finished the enti- the first area where fought the Griffin, which is as we expected the end of that section. And immediately, look, like when you zoom out and look at the map, right? There's like four other areas I think outside of where we've already been. There's really not a ton on there, but then you get to the the area and all of a sudden it's like, oh, there was one, you know contract board in the last area and it took us i don't know probably what a few hours to get through that first section there's 19 in the second one yeah there's a whole there, like the second area is humongous my guess is that the other areas after that are going to be just as long yeah, no absolutely because i was actually sitting here or while i was playing it i was sitting there thinking everybody talks about how crazy long the witcher 3 is but I don't feel like it could be like, I mean, this area was, I mean, it was a decent size, but it wasn't that bad. And there's only a few unless the map gets bigger later or something. And then I got to the new section. Yeah. And I can say, especially with doing all the side quests and everything is definitely going to be a while. Yeah. I went and looked it up because I was curious. Um, Cause that's one of the things I, I've, I do for most of the game or well, I guess only both of the games at this point, but to try to get a, an estimate of how long it's probably going to take us to get through it. You want to take a guess how long it says for like not just a main story run without doing side quests. Given how slow everything's been, I don't know, 80 hours. Actually, not that much. Uh, 51 hours just for the main story without side quests. But what is it with side quests? Uh, 100% completion runs like 150 hours. <laughs> okay. Wow. It's a good thing we didn't commit to a 100% completion run of The Witcher 3. Yeah, settle in, everybody. This is going to be a while. Yeah, I mean, my plan is I I I made a commitment last week, and I'm going to stick to it. I'm at least going to go look at all the, the question marks, like I said. But Looking at the question marks, immediately you're in the question mark. Depends on what it is. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of game here, for sure. So the not side quest section is as long as many rpgs are with doing all the side quests (laughs) so at this point pretty much spoilers for just about anything up to the first few first major area first major area of of the second section because there's actually some small stuff There, there there's some stuff in between there uh but just right off the bat probably just you know right into Chapter one, I don't know. They don't really have chapters, but we're in the second area. Yeah. So first, first off, very large area. <laughs> I do want to say I beat the Griffin. No potions, no leveling up, no abilities used. Well, I mean, I obviously I leveled up because I don't have a choice. In no that, no skill points. No skill points used. And I only went through three waters during the course of the fight. Well, I can't break that much. I didn't use any potions, but I had spent skill points, so I can't pretend I did as well as you on that. I did finally have to use my skill points, though. For what? Oh, that second section, man. I get, like, the game's getting harder. 
yeah, you're just wandering around. It's like, oh, hey, here's a squad of level nine bandits. You're level four. <laughs> oh, that... I'm not even talking about that section, but I ran into some level nine bandits and that I had a horrible time when I was, I was in, able to kill them. But I, this is my, I've only actually died, died at one point, And it was one of the random question marks in the first area. I've died, died a lot, but that's because I refused to use my skill points. But I mean, yeah, that's fair. I also ran across two side things that gave me a lot of problems. Um, I did want to say. Turns out that captain guy, real dick. I was actually going to uh, ask him about that because, yeah, so we, you fight the griffin and it's a, you know, it's a boss fight. I, I mean, it it runs away and you have to go chase it down and stuff like it's. I was actually really, I really liked that. I really liked that it changed venue Yeah, for, for the fight, especially considering, you know, it's a creature who can fly. And then if you couldn't keep up with it, cause I don't know about you, but I didn't, I didn't take my horse cause I, I didn't think it was going to go that far. So I was just running. And then you, I had to use my witcher senses to like get the noise and everything. Mm-hmm. I really, I really, really enjoyed that fight. You know, you can just whistle for it, right? The, the horse. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. I just didn't <laughs> at that point I was so far away and I was like, I don't, I didn't know if it was one of those things where if I got too far, it would immediately like end the quest because I lost it Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to have to restart the fight again. So at that point I was like, I can't just wait on my horse because it's not like red dead where you can whistle. And then if you're running, your horse will just come up next to you and then you can just slide right on it, which was awesome. By the way, Um, one of my favorite mechanics. So uh, of red dead where you can just get on your horse as it's running up next to you. Oh, it was it just looks so awesome when you're doing it too. But so I didn't want the Griffin to actually like escape, escape. So I was worried about that specifically. And so I just never whistled for my horse. And at that point it only, it, it only ended up going up to like this cliff. Yeah. It doesn't area. go that far away. I mean, it's a little bit of a hike, but it's not nearly as far away as it could have gone. Exactly. And can your horse die? Um, I think if you mount another random horse, it can, but I don't think Roach can. Okay. Because I think Roach just bucks you and runs off. Okay, because I know I know he's gotten scared and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. done his thing before, but I didn't know, like, I've noticed that some creatures will, like, focus him and start attacking on Roach. Yeah, I mean, he got attacked by a whole, like, f- squad of wild dogs and stuff, and he still came, he was still fine. So, but I'm hoping that I, he can't. I think, like, I think if you take, like, a random regular horse from somebody else, I'm pretty sure those can. Well, I do know that they have a health bar. Yeah. Because one time I killed somebody, immediately after I killed him, I was kind of walking around trying to loot everything. Mm-hmm. And his horse came up with, like, zero level, and it had a health bar, and then it immediately kicked me because it, the game was like, okay, he's an enemy now. Yeah, because you accidentally hit him or whatever, yeah. Well, I didn't even hit him. Oh. I just killed his friend. I killed the guy that was riding on him and then made the stupid mistake of walking behind the horse. <laughs> I killed a couple horses with a... What? Not on purpose. I just did, um, like, Igni on a guy on a horse, and it killed the horse, and he got thrown off. I would have reloaded my save if I were you. I can't believe you do this. Turns out a uh, horse skin is worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware of that. Like 25 because crowns. I've, because I've come across horses that I've taken their pelt off that were already dead, but I didn't go out of my way to murder horses. I wasn't trying to. I was trying to get the guy. 
Oh, but you just didn't reload your save to save that horse's life. No, I didn't. You're a terrible person. I would have reloaded. I live with my consequences, the consequences of my decisions in this game, regardless of what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, it, it just so happens that this consequence may have been in my favor. I, I will say, though, your whole money-changing thing... I don't know if they changed something for this game I, or not. I don't, also don't know that we're far enough into it for that to even be relevant. I have not come across that at all, period. And I have, like, almost a 1,000 gold at this point. Yeah, I'm sitting And on... I've spent a ton of it in one go before mm -hmm. and then went back to other merchants, and I have not seen the same thing. Maybe it happens on different merchants later. I don't know. But the merchants in the first area, I have not had that issue with. Yeah, no, the first area, I mean, I'm not even sure because there's a bunch of stuff that, like, random events and stuff that didn't even show up in the first area at all because I cleared the first area completely. And, like, just randomly, hey, there's a guy captured in a cage. Like, that never happened in the first area. And it was one of the first things I found here. Yeah, that was the bandits that were yeah. the, a ton of them. Those were the horses you killed. Yeah. You ver you viciously murdered on purpose. Oh, yeah, Igni, it's totally not going to affect the horse. Of course it's going to affect the horse. What I did for those guys, like, maybe it was just a computer thing, I don't know, but they were kind of, it didn't really work out too well, especially because there was a area, like a battlefield right there. So what I would do is I would walk on the other side of, like, a broken tent, and then the horse would walk up, and they couldn't, like, the guy couldn't swing, and so i just slash him over and over and over, <laughs> and the horse couldn't really get up speed to get away from me, so I just used my environment to my advantage, killed all the horse guys first, and then went back and killed, like, the the regular nice. guys. I, uh, I decided, uh, because I'm, I'm still waiting to get a few more skill points before I really, like, dive into the builds, especially because apparently there's a ton of skill points as you get it from each place of power now and but i spent a skill point on the increasing Geralt's weight limit and i also bought the saddlebags for the horse so i can carry 150 pounds right now i think i'm at 100 because i bought saddlebags but i didn't increase the weight because i i it, i wasn't too worried about that i've only come across weight once and because you have the ability to fast travel i'm actually using it because i just fast travel to the the dwarf sell all my stuff and then just immediately go back. Me too. And actually, like we, I know we were talking earlier. Uh, you were talking about how you haven't really been doing any repairs, and I actually part of the reason I have been repairing my stuff regularly is it's one of the only ways to make sure he has money for me to sell him stuff. <laughs> well, the the problem that I'm coming across is well, I don't I don't know how that's he has like seven hundred gold for me. He has a ton of gold. I keep clearing out most of the merchants. How? How on earth are you doing that? I don't How know. How much stuff are you getting? A lot. That you're clearing out merchants, especially when, are you selling all of your runes? Oh, so uh, I'm not clearing them out in the sense of buying all their stuff, but I'm dumping, I'm raking them run out of money. That's what I'm saying. Are you, because the random swords and stuff that I get are maybe two, maybe three gold, and I have enough of them that when I go back that I get like maybe a hundred gold. No merchant has ever run out of money for me. I sell monster parts a lot when I don't need them. And that those are worth a lot of money. When you don't need them, 
What do you mean you don't need them? You need monster parts for everything. I, I haven't sold any of my crafting stuff. I don't know if I'm going to need it later in the game. I guess maybe that's my problem. I mean, like, I usually will go through my inventory, like, when I make a loop back to town to drop stuff off and everything, I'll usually go through my, you know, alchemy menu and see if they're, you know, craft anything I have available and then see if, you know, if there's stuff that aren't on my list at all, then okay, well, I'm sure I'll get more before the next time it comes around, because if I don't even have the recipe yet. You cannot count on the fact that you're going to get stuff down the line. You cannot, that, that, the, I cannot believe this. <laughs> Did you sell the silver monocle that no. you came across? That's good because you need it for something later. Oh. That's why I don't sell anything because they, like, every single game does that. So many games do that where they they give you something at the very beginning that you need. You don't necessarily need it to complete a quest, but you can't complete a certain side quest later if you don't have it. And the only reason why I know that is because I just happened to look up another quest and it said something about how, oh, I can't complete this one thing. Or no, I was, I was, because I have it for the PC, people were talking about different mods and I was just curious on what's out there. Um, and one of them was fix this quest because of this whole thing. And it was like, you need to give this guy the silver monocle, but it doesn't actually take it out of your inventory or something. And it's like, fixed it for immersion. What? Uh, okay, whatever. But then I was like, I found the silver monocle so soon because you get it in the first area. Because when you go help that lady to get her frying pan back, the silver monocle's in there. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, I guess it is in the quest item slot. But the problem is, even though it's in the quest item slot, you can still sell it. Yeah. It's just like, you probably shouldn't, but you totally can. I don't know why they wouldn't just put that in a separate menu that's like, just don't get rid of this. It doesn't cost any weight, so just leave it there. Yeah. But um so so one of the things I've I've there are two things that I died on so far. One of them was the I came across a monster cave mm -hmm. that had these Needler, Neckler things? N I don't, nugglers or something. Nuggl yeah, Nugglers. I, I think I found the same cave because I killed them all. Yeah, I killed them all, but I had a real hard time. They were... I And then, I mean, obviously, I immediately put all of my stuff in um, powers. <laughs> yeah. I did Igni, and I put everything... I put the two points that I could in Igni, and then I put everything else in um, the slow down one, because I use that one so much. And the second version of it, so, like, after you... Um, after like the second or the third, ver the third the, thing, the, the, like second tier, like the unlocked skills in the second round does damage to the enemies while they're inside of it on tops of slowing them down. That's awesome. So I've been putting all of my points and stuff into there. And then I put one in disillusion because there was a, the other section that I came across. Did you come across the shady merchant that wants for the past? Yes. Yes. Did you f did you go help his friend? Not yet, but I picked up the quest. Well, there's two things. So if you do Disillusion 1... You can just skip that. I saw that, yeah. But instead of costing 100 crowns, if you use Disillusion, he gives you a discount of 250. So 50%. If you help his brother and his brother doesn't die, you get the pass for 25. The thing is, I don't know why I really need the pass... 
shouldn't I just be able to contact the king and be like, yo, dude, get me a pass? Considering I'm looking for his daughter anyway. Oh, yeah, I guess we yeah. didn't talk about I, this. Uh, I, if I remember correctly, he said the the area was that area that you need the pass for is because it's under control. It's not under Nilfgaardian control, and that's yeah. What- but couldn't that king like just be like, "Yo, dude, I need him. Just help. Just throw me a bone, man." Or I get in the middle th- of a war. <laughs> Let one of my guys in your city. Oh, got it. <laughs> I get where you're saying now. I, it, it, the pass is really funny because the pass specifically says it basically like it's a forgery. Yeah. I mean, I, that was kind of a given. But when you look at it, it says, I am the king. Let this guy through because I and I. Why would I bother putting my seal on such a trivial thing? So basically, <laughs> it's like, I guess when you give that to some guy, it's like, it's not like he's going to go to the king and be like, hey, did you actually do this? Like, <laughs> Why didn't you put your seal on that? Because it literally says, why would I do this for such a trivial thing like letting someone pass? And that's so I hilarious thought, to me. I'm like, that's actually, from a forgery perspective, that's actually brilliant. I'm like, this guy may be a shady merchant, but... Apparently he knows his stuff. Yeah, like, in this time frame, it's definitely not like the TSA where... Uh, you need to have 16 side documents. And by the way, we're going to hold on to your, one of your kids until we get back. Yeah. Or, um, it's no papers, please. Where you have to check like wh- which of these 16 seals is the correct one. And, but I can't believe I glossed over this fact. I was right at the end of that thing. You immediately catch up with Yennefer and whew, was I happy. So happy. And to be very, she catches up with you. Well, yes, but <laughs> That's because she was too impatient. I did. I would like to point out to Yennefer, me playing Geralt, I never had any relationship with Triss. I didn't because I didn't play the first two games. So excuse me, Yennefer. I personally have done nothing wrong. My Geralt has not been infidelitous or whatever because I... Did not play those games. Yeah, but you still ran into that guy who makes you explain what you did in two, right? No, I didn't. Oh, he never showed up? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the guy that I told you about in the last thing. If you say simulate to save, he will come up and ask you about what you did in the other game. I said no, and that guy never showed up. That was the guy I was telling you about in our last session. Okay. If you say no to to simulate save two, that guy never shows up, and he does not ask about what you did in the previous things. Okay. Anyway, he showed up for me, obviously, and I answered a bunch of questions. Yeah, and I never had a relationship with Triss. I want to make that abundantly clear to Yennefer, because <laughs> that, was, that was not me, you know? I will say, I know why, even though I know very little about Yennefer, only from what I've seen online and that everybody says that she's cold and I totally get it because like we had a long conversation and guess who's mad about Triss? Completely understandable. I understand why I like Yennefer so much. Go on. She's basically Lulu. Hear me out. I'm, I'm listening. Go on. She's a powerful sorceress. She's basically very goth. I mean, look at the way she dresses. Yeah. She's very cold and tells you exactly how it is. 
she's basically Lulu of Witcher. <laughs> and Lulu is like one of my all-time favorite video game love interests. Even though she wasn't a love interest from my perspective, she definitely was. <laughs> she was a love interest for you the player even if not Titus the character. Exactly. And that I think I think that's a that plays into a big reasons why I like Yennefer so much. I am 100% team Yennefer. I do not care what happens. She can like cut my arm off and I'm like, "Listen, I get it, man. You're upset. I totally understand where you're coming from." But again, that wasn't me. I didn't do that because I didn't play those other games. Look, I'm not sure what I did to deserve getting my arm cut off, but I'm sure I did deserve it. I told I had to have deserved it. It definitely like you 100%. You are right, you know? So, we catch up to Yennefer and go to meet the Emperor of Nilfgaard. Oh, we should back up just a little bit, though, because we, we kind of mentioned it, but yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> did you take the gold from the captain? Uh, Yes, I did. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. You took the gold. Andrew, I can't believe you take the gold from him. Okay. I can't believe you. After what a dick he was to that poor peasant the amount of satisfaction i got from getting the experience how much experience did you get for that i don't remember i don't remember the exact number well because i the game definitely broke my immersion a little bit because i have tutorials on it came up and said Time to decide. Yes. Take the gold or not. (laughs) And then it said, by the way, this thing will happen. And I'm like, I can read it tutorial. So you're giving me an infinite amount of time to decide. So I immediately looked it up and just seen what differences there were. Right. And the biggest difference was you either take the money or you get additional experience. Oh, if I had known that, I would have definitely gotten the extra experience. Well, I did it. I was immediately when I saw that, I'm like, I'm not taking the money. Not from this guy. See, I took the money specifically because I was like, you know, when I thought you were a cool guy, I would have walked away without the money. But now you have to pay for it because you're a jerk. No, I I won't do it for free now. From my perspective, his money is no good to me. That's the way I looked at it is if you're this much of a dick, I don't want your money. I want it to be known that I wasn't paid for what I did and it was my decision I like how we basically but we came to exactly opposite conclusions but with the same motivation that's pretty funny the motivation is screw you buddy yeah but the reason I did it is because because he was such a jerk off I was like no I ain't taking your money but yeah and so when you look the satisfaction alone was worth it because when you say don't take the money when that guy's handing it out and he's going don't let it be known that I don't take care of my business or whatever. Geralt looks at him just as like, and walks away. And I'm like, yes. And the look on that guy's face. And here's the kicker. I, because there was nobody in that guy's room because he doesn't immediately go back. I immediately flew up to his room and stole all of his stuff. I looted everything. And then, I looted even more. Turns out all those guards are level 16, by the way. Um, That was another time that I died. I looted, 
and then the door was shut so I couldn't escape. So when I reloaded, I opened that door first and they didn't close it. So I looted a whole bunch of stuff and then ran out and the door was like shutting. It was almost shut and I just barely clipped out of the door. And I got out and I started running away and I had a line of like 20 guards that were all like level 16. And I was like, Roach, 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 please. <laughs> so then I, I hopped on Roach and I got super far away and ended up like hiding out at the herbalist for a little bit. I just walked in there. I was like, hey, what's up? Don't worry about all the. Don't worry about anybody if they if someone starts walking by or anything like that. Like we're we're totally good here. And uh, did you talk to her again after I went into the section section? No, I didn't. I was just wondering yet. like if Geralt would change his mind about like what because you know he has that conversation where it seems like the commander's are a pretty decent guy, and I wonder if he'd be like, yeah, I was super wrong. <laughs> I I didn't. I hadn't talked to her. I was gonna talk to her after now that I'm in the second section because it took us five days. Mm-hmm. To get to where oh we to go were back and see if the anyway. one lady's better. I wanted to see if the one lady survived. I mean, she wasn't screaming every time I went in there, so I'm hoping that she's good. But like, so then turns out the guards totally forgot about that because I meditated, saved, immediately rode back, and sold all of the stuff that I to the quartermaster. Stole. To the quartermaster. That's fantastic. I love I it. I sold all of their stuff back to them. And then I was like, screw you. I was like, Captain, you are the biggest dick. And I, even though it's just a game and it has no bearing on anything at all, am going to go out of my way to screw you. Yeah. No, I. it is interesting because, yeah, the, the game. Now I don't feel so bad about not siding with them because it's like. Or, you know, on some of the other things, because, like, yeah, these guys are jerks. When I saw that, I'm like, okay, I feel better about my decisions now. Yeah, but did you get to the... I mean, you got to that second part of the game where... Did you talk after you speak with Yennefer and everything? Because, by the way, King, giant, also giant doucher. Which, that was expected, though. He's a king. Like, that's just kind of the way it is. Apparently, did you bow to him? Uh, I did. I did, and then went back and decided I didn't want to, because I don't feel like living with my decisions in this game, um, and liked that one so much more. Because when he said, I thought you bowed to no man, I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Reload. <laughs> I have the ability to turn back time. And then I didn't, and Winston, or I don't know, Worthington, I just assume it's a W and like a weird... The, the the guy Butler who was guy, helping Charleston like, get, helping or whatever ready. Charleston yeah. Chew I think is <laughs> what his name was a great taste of Charleston Chew he uh he was like I can't believe did did I not tell you that etiquette is a thing and then Geralt's like yeah um literally nothing happened and he goes nothing happened to you something is going to happen to me and I'm like well you're a jerk so I don't care that's exactly why I bowed actually because I was like this guy's probably gonna die and he, he's kind of a, but like he. He's just doing his job, and I didn't want him to get in trouble for it. There's no way he's going to die because Geralt didn't. Geralt did like, the king, clearly Geralt tried to assassinate this king in another game, so I really don't think that guy's going to die just because Geralt didn't bow. If it turns out he did, I'll feel bad about that later, but Geralt bows for no man. 
but he will bow for Yennefer when I <laughs> but, have the opportunity. But women is a different story. Yeah, that, yeah, no. I, I, I don't respect dudes. I don't do that in real life. But I sure as hell respect women. But it was just, it was so funny to me. So the guy was like all upset about it. He's like, I can't believe this. I'm going to get in trouble for all this. I didn't get the idea that he was going to be executed or something. Because, I mean, I guess he is a king. So maybe he could have come to that conclusion. And I don't know if he does get executed, then I'll, you know, restart from that save that I definitely still have because I have a billion saves. And then I'll just play the entire game over again. <laughs> over that. You know, just because I don't want that guy. I'll feel bad if he dies just because of my insolence. But... You know, I don't have time for that. This guy wants me to find his daughter anyway, who clearly hates him. Yeah, Siri. Which, I mean, obviously we knew Siri was in the game or whatever, and we talked about that er earlier, but that plot's ramping up real quick and is clearly the main plot of at least this section of the game. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the other thing. I didn't. I definitely didn't know that Siri was his daughter. I mean, obviously, because I didn't play the other games, but I well, just thought that she was like the adopted daughter i didn't know where she came. i didn't know she was like royalty or something i i'm sure i read that it's a moment but i mean you wouldn't have known that even if you had played the first two games because this is the first time series come up basically in the entire series oh okay she's syrian i mean yennefer starts to get mentioned at the end of two as Geralt starts to remember things but i even then i don't think siri came up at all so like if you're not already familiar with Siri as a character, literally the only context you would have is the exact same amount you had of her as a little kid in that very beginning, and that's it. Okay. Okay. So I, I guess I don't feel so bad for not knowing that. Um, I will say, when you do do the Shady Merchant, prepare, because so many ghouls <laughs> come out. So many ghouls. And then in the middle of that, bandits attack. Wow. And then more ghouls. That was the other section I died multiple times. And one time I didn't die, but the guy died. And then I went back and I was like, hey, I took care of the problem for your brother. But, you know, he your your half brother or whatever. But he died. And the guy's like, what? Yeah, he's dead. I can't believe this. And I'm like, I was thinking, well, he was a shady merchant. So I was kind of hoping that maybe he just hated his brother. And he's like, oh, OK, cool. You can have it for free. No, that was not the case. I also, but I did want to get the dis. I did want to get the experience for disillusioning him. So it was kind of nice that allowed you to keep exiting, so that way I could keep I could get the experience for everything. But yeah, that was a difficult fight. That was real difficult. the 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 way that I really managed it was, I ran to the ghouls in the woods before they even got a chance to get to the peasants and yeah. his brother. So that way. I could deal with several of them before they even got there. And there was just, there was so much. And they're all level seven. Even the bandits, everybody's level seven. I'm sitting here at level four with like damaged gear because I hadn't had it. I didn't, didn't go back to the merchant yet or to the dwarf yet. I was going to say, yeah, I haven't found a blacksmith in the new area yet. The only one is still for me is the, is the dwarf. Well, and the quartermaster, but I, have no oh is he was he actually a blacksmith i thought he was just a merchant he was he okay. was a blacksmith too because he he because he was a quartermaster i think he did more than just amateur stuff i think he did i think he did like maybe one more i don't know not that i really have that to come across i was yet. gonna say because every at, at the point we're at i'm pretty sure anything we could get at this point in the game an amateur can do what is the difference between 
blue, green, and is that like rare, legendary? I assume, uh, like, I don't know what the colors are because, well, gear is a way more of a thing in this game than it ever was in the first two. Like, your gear upgrades were pretty few and far between in one and two. And because it was all about Geralt's, like, the skills you picked for him and stuff. Yeah. And um, so, like, this entire concept of the amount of gear that you get is insane for someone like like compared to what I'm used to. So um I'm I've been assuming it's like a yeah, rarity tier thing, like, you know, like the Diablo colors or whatever. I don't think they line up exactly the same for obvious reasons, but I that I did, that's just kind of been the assumption I've been making. Did you did you take all of the sets of clothing or did you only pick one? I just I I I just took one. I looked at I just looked at them and said, "Oh, this one looks the best" and just took it. Well, I looted that whole room. I looted every single one of those clothing options because I looked and they were they were worth a lot of money, and I, every single opportunity I had to loot that castle, I did. Yeah, it seemed like nobody cared. Nobody was getting. Nobody was mad about it. So I just kept looting everything. Yeah, I looted quite a bit of it too. I'm not going to suggest everything in Yennefer's little house. Oh yeah, I t- took everything in there. Cleaned. I cleaned her out good, but. <laughs> But yeah, I took all those things, and that's why I have more gold now than I did, because I sold... The pants and the shoes were all the same, so I sold all but one of each one, and then I kept all three of the shirts just because they were all different. I like... Even though they're all, like, one armor or whatever, I just like clothing options. I don't know. I've always liked that in games. You can always just stick them in your... I can just put them in the stash, and then I just have them, because I just think it looks kind of cool. Yeah. I do like that for as many different outfits, like or for as much gear as that as is dropping, I'm really impressed that they actually like his appearance actually changes when you wear them. And it can change even more because you can get dyes mm-hmm. and change the color of your clothes too. And I know there's you can also go to barbers and stuff too to get change his face. I have got to reduce his hair. I do not like that hair. Because you can get his beard back and stuff if you want. The beard I don't really care about. No, but I was just but like, I do I mean, not like the the long hair that he's got. I want it to be. I want it to look a little bit more. I mean, kempt. He, he definitely looks like a guy who's been running around in the woods for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a guy who's been running around the woods for like six years. Yeah, that's fair. Especially when he takes his clothes off, and you notice that there's like a thousand scars all over him. What is this game's obsession with putting Ger- Geralt in bathtubs? I don't know, but he <laughs> takes his clothes off an awful lot. I'm noticing. Yeah. Because in the very, very beginning of the game, and then when you got out of the, like, into the castle, all, both times, he, it opens with him in the bath. They're really, listen, man, they're really trying to get as much Geralt time as possible. You know, people are here to see Geralt naked, you know? They sold a, uh, it was kind of a joke, but I, I think, but for a while, at least I'm pretty sure you could actually buy a figurine of Geralt in the bathtub <laughs> as like an action figure. So they're really leaning into it. Then yeah. that's funny. That's pretty funny. But, uh, so, sorry, go ahead. I can't believe we were, the wild hunt was coming up again so fast. Well, I mean, I, I I'm not super surprised just cause I kind of figured that was going to be, you know, I mean, it's called wild hunt. So I figured they were going to show up regularly. I know. I didn't think that they'd show up like that soon though. I figured for the main villain, it would be like, you know, going forward, but they show up immediately right after you meet Yennefer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the way back to the castle. And then almost immediately again, 
because they've taken out the hunter. Oh yeah, the spy. Yeah, the the spy that um I think he was I think he was the hunter guy. He was a merchant. He was disguised as a merchant, but he was hired as like a hunter spy type. Oh guy. yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was a spy looking for Siri. Yes, and he was dis- he disguised himself as a merchant. Right, but that's how everybody else knew him was as a merchant. Why was Siri hanging out with the bloody Baron? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, because that was one of the things, and a, also a witch, which the witch well, I can they, believe more. But the, well, the witch attacked her, or whatever. So like they they attacked each other. So I don't really know what's going on there, but. Although we'll get to the witch first, just because it's a lower level, and it given is. how slow you level up, I'm really trying to stick to things in the order of the levels. Well, that, and I slaughtered all of the Bloody Baron's bandits. Yeah, same here. Because then that then that barkeep, at first I was kind of trying to play it off like... Yeah, same. I said, why don't we just get a beer? Same here. And then they were like, well, what are you going to do after that? And I was like, yeah, well, that's none of your business. Same here. <laughs> we made exactly the same decisions. <laughs> and um, then they they just, it was, a, it was a bloodbath. And then that barkeep's like, what are you doing? What's going on? Like, go out the back. I'm like, I ain't going out the back. I immediately went outside, killed all those guys. I, uh, I actually tried to look, look around for the back door. Eventually the guards just come inside to figure out where their friends are. And so I had to kill them anyway. That's what they almost immediately came in for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was not very long at all. Like I was just looting the bodies and hadn't even gone to start looking for the door and they were coming inside. So I'm like, well, I would have, I would have done, I would have dealt with them anyway. I was just like, I was going to do what this guy asked, but I guess I don't have a choice now. <laughs> so now I can tell you the Bloody Baron is not going to be happy when I show up, which means the Bloody Baron is going to die. Probably. I mean, there's just no there's no way around it. I can't imagine the Bloody Baron lasting very long if he's mad at me. Did you, uh, did you do the side quest from the priest? Okay. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. And wow. Just Wow. So this priest, it turns out, is buying well, what I can only assume back is... Back up a second, because he hires you to do what he says is burning the corpses of soldiers from the war. Yes. It, he would mass graves, so that way the corpse, it wouldn't attract like ghouls and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is slightly weird, but still, like, I mean, and that's that way a valid they wouldn't thing. come back as ghouls, but it's right. almost like, why didn't you do that yourself? Right. But I mean, oh, but it was like... Okay, that's a little weird, but all right, that seems legitimate at first. But it turns out one of these quote-unquote soldiers is not dead. Yeah. Turns out he's what I assume is a drug dealer. Yeah, Fistech is a drug. Okay, because I haven't come across it yet. I mean, right now it's just a, like, junk item in this game that you just sell. Uh Uh-huh. But in the first game, you actually, I believe, could take it, and it gave you, like, a temporary stat buff, and then, like, dropped you down a bunch. So... But it's literally just a drug. Yeah. So he's a drug dealer. What this priest was doing was buying drugs for, I don't know why, that doesn't really make it, it never really makes it clear. He was probably just selling them to to people who came to the church. And then to hide the evidence, had his people stab them and one of them wasn't dead. So basically we were going around burning corpses of basically to clean up this guy's deal what did you do when you came across him? When you went back to talk? Oh, to the I priest? absolutely killed him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's not so much that I killed him. He killed himself because I mentioned, "Hey, not cool, man." 
totally found out that this guy wasn't dead. And then he's like, well, what did you do? I'm like, you paid me to burn bodies, not kill a dude. Yeah. And then he's like, so why don't I pay you to kind of keep quiet about this? And I'm like, Uh, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah. I like the the way he phrased it is, that's an interesting story. I would like to buy the rights to that story from you exclusively. (laughs) That was really, it it was a very elegant way to put, you ain't going to tell anybody about this. Yeah. And Garrett put it even more eloquently by essentially just saying no. Yeah, like, you can't bribe me. You can hire me, but you can't bribe me. Yes. And uh, then the guy loses all pretense and just says, well, I guess I'm just going to have to kill you then. I'm like, well, I was... (laughs) Dude... I did an Igni immediately because they're like, him and there's two guards are standing right there. Yeah. He dies instantly from that. You you slash him once and he died instantly. He only has like one HP. Yeah, Yeah, and then I got rid of his other guards, which he didn't even have anything of value. Yeah, the guards didn't have anything, but he had 200 crowns. Oh, that's right. He had two. He had 203 crowns, and his guards have nothing. And yeah. I'm like, what? I wonder how much he would have given you for a bribe, because because uh, that's one of those things where the game logic would be kind of funny if somehow he can pull out more than 200 to give you. Well, what would have been really... What I should have done is bribed him and then immediately attacked. Although I think certain... People, once you've dealt with them to get around that, you can't attack. Yeah. Like the shady merchant, after I killed his brother, well, after his brother died and I just told him about it and he got mad at me and he, no, he wouldn't even sell me the pass at that point. He basically said, screw you. I'm not dealing with you at all. I was just going to kill him and take the pass. That was not an option. So you cannot attack this target. And I'm like, well, okay, I guess, (laughs) you know. I guess I don't have much of a choice here. I definitely wanted to attack this target. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I could. I just pulled my sword out I, and swing. I know, I know how to. I know how to attack targets. Like I definitely, I definitely can kill him. <laughs> I just don't. You're just not letting me do it. But I know. I know the logistics around killing this guy. And I'm confident that I could. Yeah. So I. I think the first thing. I'm going to do is attack. I think I am going to go after the witch first. Although I am so curious about the bloody Baron. Why was Siri there? Yeah. Especially considering when you go around that town, it's just nothing but like missing posters of women that were presumed like ex wives of the bloody Baron. There was one that was his daughter. I didn't see that. That was actually in the house of the got like the hunter guy or the, the fake, the spy. In his ba- in his secret basement, there's a poster in there, and it actually says, says it's the Bloody Baron's daughter. Oh, I saw that, but I thought it was just a picture of something that I had already saw. Yeah, no, that one said it was his daughter. The Bloody Baron's daughter? Yes. And she's also missing. Yes. What is this dude doing? Probably nothing good, because it's the Witcher. Well, that guy, so that one guy who tells you about every single thing specifically says, because did you talk, I assume you went with that, talked to that guy the about every guy? single thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because he's like, yeah, I highly recommend avoiding the Bloody Baron. It's like the very next thing you do is, hey, you got to go talk to the Bloody Baron. Okay, thanks, foreshadowing. (laughs) Like, come on, man. Yeah. I highly suggest you don't talk to him. I'm like, okay, fine. I guess I'm going to go kill the Bloody Baron. Nothing I can do. Although, I don't know. Maybe you can't. I just assume if you're going to go there. I would assume at least one possible route ends with you killing him. I would have to. And it's probably the route that we're on because we killed his friends. 
He seems like a pretty shady dude to begin with, so if there's an option to kill him, I'm definitely going to. I'm kind of hoping I can go back and kill that uh, commander once I get to the point where I can take on a bunch of level 16 guards, honestly. <laughs> because that guy sucks. That's I cannot believe it. Okay. I cannot believe I'm hearing this from you. This wanton murder lust. It is a lust for justice. Justice? That just happens to be delivered via murder. <laughs> Maybe I can go back and get the money that he didn't pay. It is interesting, though, because if you die to the guards, you just wake up. You don't actually die. You just wake up at like one HP and they take a bunch of your money. Oh, so you're just like you're getting fined, basically. Essentially, yes. I reloaded my save anyway because you're not taking my money. <laughs> I'm taking your money. That That's the whole point say, that defeats of this the entire exercise. purpose of what we're doing here. <laughs> the whole point of this exercise is for me to take your money no. because you suck. Yes. Well, you let me know how that goes. I mean, that probably won't be for several episodes considering I'm level four. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if we can take out level nine ghouls now. Yes, but I don't think we can take out that many level 16 guards. It is a good point, because there's like 15 to 20 of them. Yeah. There was a lot. Yeah, that fortress, there's a lot of people in there. And none of them are happy about what you're doing. Well, yeah, I mean... The problem that I'm having is not the level of the monsters. No, because you can fight things... It's the sheer number of monsters. Yeah. Because there are so many of them, and because they all stay relatively close in packs, it's really hard to like get them off on their own to take out one at a time because when I'm in the middle of a combo attack on one guy, his two friends just come up, end my combo by immediately slashing me and also taking out like half of my health. Yeah. When they're bunched together, I usually just spam Igni at them, but... The problem is you can only use it once and then just kind of run away and then wait for your stamina to reload. At least now, yeah, I'm sure as we get more, as we get level ups, we'll get more stamina, but yeah, for now, that's really all you can do. But, so, I overall, do wanna, I'm sorry, really, really enjoying the game. Yeah, no, it's a great game. It's fantastic. I really, I really like it. What were you going to say? I was just about to say, we. I do want to loop back really quickly to the um, alchemy thing, because I had talked about how different it was from the first few games, and it is still very different because it's much harder to make a potion, but... I have since realized, and I know I informed you of this, that you only ever have to make the potions once, and then it will auto-refill when you meditate if you have alcohol. Which I didn't realize, because one time until you said something to me about this, I meditated a little bit after I gave that girl the swallow, mm -hmm. and then it came up and said, alcohol refilled something. I wasn't entirely paying attention because the puppy and everything, so like I... I kind of missed that, and I was like, why did this happen? I don't understand what's going on. Why did it take my alcohol? I It's never once taken my alcohol during Meditate. And then you said that to me, and I was like, oh, because later on in that same game, I noticed that I had three swallow, and I thought I had messed something up. I thought I accidentally didn't give the potion to Lee, I think was her name. The, the herbalist. The herbalist. Well, not the, the Lee was the person or lay lay. Oh, or the person lying on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who was hurt. Okay. And um, I thought that maybe I accidentally didn't give the swallow, and then you said that to me, and I was like, "That's where my alcohol went." Since then, I have tested it. It doesn't matter how many potions you used; 
one alcohol and one meditate will refill all of them to max. I'm sure there's probably a limit where it takes more, but it's pretty high. I have to assume because I blew through three of the green and three of the swallows and one one alcohol refilled all three of them from one meditation. And it was only I only meditated for one hour. Yeah, yeah. Meditation, the amount of time you do doesn't really seem to matter at all. The only difference is just if you need it to be a certain time of day for something. Exactly. And a lot of times I like traveling in the day because it's less dangerous for sure. There's less monsters running around. The biggest problem that I'm coming across is that my gear is constantly damaged, constantly damaged. And it's every time I go back to the to the uh, blacksmith, it just feels like it's 100 gold, 100 gold, 120, 150, 100 gold, 120. And I'm like, all of my money is going to repairing all of my stupid gear. What I was doing for a while was every time I would get a better sword, I would just wait until my other sword was damaged enough that I can just use the other one and then just sell the old one for less money. The problem is silver swords drop so rarely. Actually, good ones, yes. I I got my first silver sword upgrade from actually that uh, Monster Dan cave. That's probably where I got mine, too. There was, yeah, there was a really good one in there, but that's the first, the only one I've had that's actually been an upgrade, whereas I've upgraded my regular sword like four or five times. It, yeah, I, I've had the exact same thing, and the silver swords just seem like they're so difficult to come across. Well, that's also just because basically in this world, essentially nobody uses silver swords other than like witchers and a couple other people who are specifically all about hunting monsters. So I guess the problem that I'm going to come across is how often are we really going to get upgrades for the silver sword? I mean, I know it's the beginning of the game, and I know that the silver sword does so much more damage than the steel one, but I'm just sitting there thinking, how often am I actually going to get a better one of these? Yeah, I don't know, because, I mean, by comparison, like, I'm pr- pretty sure all of Witcher 1, you got, like, three sword upgrades the entire game. Well, yeah, but you also said that the equipment in this one is a lot more, like, flushed out. Oh, yeah, it's much more. Uh, there was also no repair in the previous ones, and I'm sure that was to try to help balance out the fact that gear drops so much. Because, yeah, repair wasn't a thing. You just went to the blacksmith and were like, hey, can you put, can, like, let me buy this better armor that's, like, the only better armor I'm going to get for the next two chapters of the game (laughs) that does 5% damage reduction or whatever. But between the alchemy and the the, the changes to the combat systems, I know we talked about this briefly last week, but how I had warned you about how it was going to be and then it wasn't like that at all, you can definitely tell, or at least I obviously I can, anybody who's played more than just this one, there was definitely a lot of conscious design decisions to change things to be more mainstream, I guess. Because it, feel, it feels a lot more like an action RPG than, like, the previous ones felt more like, I guess, a regular RPG. Like, they were, this game is slow in the sense of, like, it takes a while to get things done. But, like, actual combat, you're just, like, jumping around. I mean, you it's very active compared to the previous ones. And, you know, not having to manage your potion inventory because it just kind of does it for you as long as you get some alcohol and stuff. It definitely feels like it's been the first word that came to my head is dumbed down, and I don't like that. I want to say more like streamlined because, in general, I think most of these changes are actually for the best. So, but it, it's just been interesting as someone who does have that experience of playing the previous ones and how different this feels. And also, that, that feeling even goes towards Geralt himself because 
he kind of feels like he has an actual personality now, whereas in one and two, he just kind of was a player cipher almost. So, and this doesn't surprise me at all, because if you look at other popular action RPGs, you know, like Oblivion, um, Skyrim, Mm -hmm. Dragon Age, Diablo, Diablo, it's like all of those elements kind of mixed into one it makes the most sense that they would change over time because gaming in general has changed over time. Yeah. Gaming has changed massively since since you know one and two, and three. It just from me coming in right at three, I'm like, it is very much a. This is exactly what I was expecting from this this type of game, and I've been very happy with it. Oh, because me, of that. Don't get me wrong. As I was saying. I'm really enjoying this, and I feel pretty confident this is going to be my favorite of the three, just from what I've played so far. And I'm not at all criticizing the game for making those changes. It's just an interesting thing. And I, some people who came off of the first two, I could see how you might be disappointed in some of the changes in three, but I personally enjoy them. Yeah, and it's hard for me to really say much because I didn't play the first two. But just as from a gaming perspective in general, when I look at an action RPG the things that are going on in this game are are just hitting all the notes for me. Yeah. And that may mean, well, this isn't a Witcher game, but, like, games change over time. You know, Breath of the Wild was an amazing game. Yeah, but it was, a, it was so but different. it's yeah. nothing like any other Zelda that's ever existed. Yes, exactly. It, it's And that's good. And, yeah, Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda as far as I'm concerned. And so when you look at like the the evolution of gaming in general it's like sure yeah this this just doesn't feel like Witcher like I kind of get that argument but at the same time it's like if it was just the same game but with a different storyline that's not fun to me every single time I play a new version of a game just like when we were playing Destiny Every t- you know, when we went from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2 and when we went from, you know, the just the expansion packs of Destiny 1 to the final expansion of Destiny 1 and then going from 2 to like the expansion packs of that, it's like the game just improves so much over time and they make improvements that that people that that just make a more enjoying just a more fulfilling playthrough and games just change over time. So just because it doesn't feel like The Witcher doesn't mean it isn't a Witcher game. Yeah. It just is different. Yeah, and I was not trying to suggest that it is not a Witcher game. It absolutely no, is. And I, and I know what you were saying. I was just saying, you know, that argument for me, when when people make that argument and that, and and they, they, they get upset that a game has changed, like, I totally get it. You know, th- there, there are games that I played as a kid that I'm like, yeah, I, I totally want this to be the exact same experience. I had when I was a kid, but at the same time, I'm like, man, this is a much better experience, especially moving. I have so many fond memories of Disgaea one. So many fond memories. I think we've went into this before. Yeah. I went back to Disgaea one after playing, you know, two, three, four, and five. And I was like, Oh, I can't wait to play Disgaea one again. I'm like, this is total garbage. I hate this. Like, why is it so difficult to do literally everything when there's so it's just like games just improve over time. And the experience is just made better for the player. And I can see, 
I can see why people would get upset about something like that. But at the same time, it's like it's really hitting all the notes for me, especially when I think about an action RPG. And it just makes me more excited to keep playing and, and keep experiencing. It. The, the one thing I'd say about that and that in general, I absolutely completely agree with you. But I will say there's definitely a trend that I can see certain people being disappointed with if this is what you're into of in general games as a series continues or even just in general have gotten less crunchy and if you're someone who really likes the crunchy games i can see i'm I'm not sure what you mean by crunchy so so crunchy is like when the game is really like all about the mechanics and stuff like like your really deep thorough rpgs or simulators or stuff where like they track all of these things or like in dungeons and dragons you know if if your game is all about the dice rolls rather than the role playing that's like a more crunchy thing like, if you look at Dungeons & Dragons 3.5, how many skills and everything there were and so many numbers to add up and things like that, that's a crunchy game. Or Pathfinder. Whereas, like, Dungeons & Dragons 5 kind of streamlined a bunch of that. And the people who didn't like the streamlining that happened in, four, in versions 4 and 5 went to Pathfinder because that was its whole point. It was for the people who liked that crunchier experience. And games in general have trended away from some of these more crunchy experiences. And so, if you're someone who's really into that... I can understand there being some disappointment because those used to be kind of the bread and butter and now they're not really as common anymore. I mean, they still exist, but they're much more like niche indie games than the mainstream ones. And I'm not going to say that I disagree with you. What I would say is you almost need to. Yeah, no, because I do. not everyone is like that. And I would say a of the gaming populace in general, most people are not that way. A hundred percent. I do not disagree at all. That's why... And that's that's exactly why they've moved to that system, because they want more people to play the games. Mm -hmm. You're right. They want the games out there. And I don't blame the studios for doing it at all. It it makes a lot of business sense. But I'm just saying that, like, if you are the type of person who wants that sort of thing, I can see it being disappointing every time, like, it happens to a series you like. And and I I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, we both love the Sphere Grid. And that hasn't existed since Final Fantasy X, at least not in a good capacity. <laughs> um, and and I play Disgaea, and Disgaea and really Disgaea is all about is the crunch. Literally nothing but crunch. Yeah, and it's like I I I love those types of games, but when I'm playing, I guess for me it's just there's a time and a place for everything. And even though I I even though that may have existed in the Witcher series before, and even if I enjoyed it then, I feel like in general, a lot of games where I've I've been disappointed that there's been less crunch, a lot of times, especially as I get older, I don't have time for that crunch anymore. Yeah, I, you read my mind because I was thinking the same thing. Like, I just don't have the time I, to devote to, to games anymore. I, and when I you, look, even, at, sorry, when you look at studios and they're they're bringing out a Witcher 3 it's because they have so many fans from the first two and when they when they make the experience easier and more streamlined so I can experience the story that I really want to see I am that makes me happy because I just don't have the time yeah like I used to love Disgaea too but like I, I just it's so hard for me to get into now because I don't have the time to commit to it and because yeah it is a series that that's it's still all about that crunch And that's great. But yeah, as I've gotten older, I trend towards these more smooth experiences. And because I, 
you just don't have time, you know? Yeah. And and when you look at the when you look at the age range of like the people who I mean, obviously the Witcher three is essentially for everybody at this point, but when you look at, you know, Witcher one and two, a lot of the people who played that game are now our age, who are also super busy all yeah. the time. I'm not saying that's the reason the developer did that. It makes more sense that they're just saying, well, they were just going for a more mainstream crowd because more people will buy it if it's more accessible. And that's totally understandable. Exactly. And didn't it win game of the year? Oh, yeah, it did. Over whatever game Bethesda came out with that year, because I think that was a big deal that Bethesda didn't win game of the year. And I think that's because Witcher came out, if I remember right. That might have been. I don't. Or no, Witcher got game of the year over Red Dead, didn't it? No, because um, Witcher came out a, a couple years back. That's that's right. Uh, like honestly, it was pretty early in the life cycle of the current generation of consoles. I think, but then what got game of the year last year? Yeah, it wasn't Red Dead, and everybody was expecting it would be Red Dead, but but it was something that had came out earlier in the year. I just man, can't remember what it was. It's gonna bother me. Uh, hang on. Yeah, it's gonna bother me too because you would think you'd remember. What was better than Red Dead? <laughs> I, oh, uh, God of War. Yes, you're right. It was God of War. Yeah, God of War. Which is also a fantastic game. Yeah. And I totally get it. The camera work in God of War was revolutionary. But God of War was PlayStation 4 exclusive, so I'm sure a lot of people were like, oh, I just don't see why that would be worth it. Well, but they also gave Red Dead a bunch of other awards, which happens a lot even like in the Oscars, where the thing that's going to get you know, best picture, a lot of times they'll throw, they'll give other smaller awards to the other really good movies. Both are fantastic games. Yeah. But see, Red Dead 2 is another interesting example of, they added a bunch of that crunch this time because Red Dead 1 was a much smoother experience. Well, and I think they but just, that was a lot of why they, a lot of, most of the criticism Red Dead 2 got was for doing that. And, 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 <laughs> I didn't even notice, like, I guess the crunch from, from that perspective was, like, going out and getting the pelts and everything like that. Yeah, and Yeah, well, like, yeah, crunch isn't just necessarily about mechanics or whatever, it's just like... No, I know, I was just saying yeah. they added more to it, they added more to do, but that's the thing, is then games come out like that that add more, and people are mad about that. Yeah. So it's like, you're never gonna make anybody happy. Yeah, there's no winning. <laughs> but you're going to, you're going to appeal... To a greater part of the populace by not having crunch. And that's sad for everybody who really likes that. And don't get me wrong, I obviously like a crunch, but at the same time, like, I just don't have time. I really don't. Yeah. And I want to play these games. I want to enjoy these games. Yeah. So, now, what are your expectations going forward? Well, um, I'm definitely planning on visiting both the Witch and the Bloody Baron before next recording. Depending on how long it is, but I'm hoping. I mean, we'll see. I plan on being way past that, hopefully. Well, yeah, but I just don't even know what will come after that. Well, yeah, it's a good point. It, it, it's going to be hard to tell. And that's why I think at the beginning of each episode this time, it's going to be really important for us to really just be like, this is where we got. Realistically, you probably could have come across a, a, a number of things. Like, it seems like we did almost every single cycle. It seems like we're just following the exact same path. And we're, we're just not, kind of working out for us because we are not talking about it. And I, unlike Final Fantasy X, too, I want to emphasize, you know, we didn't, at least I'm not using a guide for this. I'm just going with it. Neither am I. The only reason I had guide. the guide for Ten Two was just because of all the conditions we had to worry about. Now, that being said, I'm definitely looking up certain decisions 
Yeah, I'm not even doing that because I'm just like, I just want to make the decisions that feel I natural. would have done that anyway. Yeah. And that's I what... make the decision that I really want to make, and then now I'm going to look up and see if that guy dies because of my actions, and then I will kind of feel bad about that. I'm definitely going to look that up. I, I, there's no way, though. I mean, I can't say that because a, a king would totally do that, but I can't believe. Like Anyway, do you have any other expectations? So I expect probably relatively soon, like within after, not too long after doing those two, we might get our first experience of playing as Siri for a little while. I'm sure, obviously, she's not going to run into Geralt until we do all of these other things, you know, go to each of these areas, but like... I'm expecting that maybe, you know, we'll get to do, maybe it'll even be like that. Maybe that's how they even worked the series sequences in of going and finding this thing. And then now, now you're going to play as her for when she was in this spot. When you go to the bloody Baron and you talk to him about it, depending on what happens, there might be a flashback yeah, of why that's what I'm wondering. There. Like maybe that's how they're going to do that. That would be really cool. I am sensing probably an awkward conversation with Triss. Oh yeah. But, yeah, but although the, the the quest to talk to Triss is like level 11 or something. Yeah, although I need to get past that so I can, you know... Make up with Yennefer. Make up with Yennefer. <laughs> um, my expectation is to marry Yennefer and just to be a happy family in general, you know, where she's constantly yelling at me about all the things I'm doing wrong. And from my perspective, I probably am. Yeah. You know, I'm Geralt. I'm constantly doing wrong. Yeah, and she's I'm constantly murdering, you know? <laughs> There's nothing I can do. Everyone keeps getting in my way. It's not my fault they just walked into my sword <laughs> several times. So the the wild hunt interests me. Yeah. Because I really don't know what's going on there. Was that in any of the other games or is this like brand new? It's it kind of makes it sound like there was a I'm, little I'm pretty bit sure of the it. wild hunt is in the books, and I think that's where it's coming from. Okay. I think they get. I think it got mentioned a little bit in two, but I want to say, like that. I feel like the Wild Hunt is related to how Geralt and died in the books, but I I don't remember because I haven't read the books, but I feel like I remember seeing that. Mm. And maybe that's why Syria did all her dimension hopping stuff to get away from them. I don't know. That I that I have to assume that's it. Yeah, I have to assume that's why she started dimension hopping, but I don't know. Which apparently she did before the events that caused Geralt's death, because he and Yennefer were surprised that she was even around, which means presumably she had already started doing that. Well, yes, because even the even when he's talking to the king, he's like, are you sure? Because she is far, far away. And he's like, oh, I'm the king. He's like, yeah, even you can make mistakes. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, yeah, even a king can can make a mistake or be misinformed rather. So I, I just, I'm interested. I, I really, I, I, I am definitely going to get to the bloody Baron, whether I do him first or not, I'm probably going to do the witch first just cause that is like you said, a lower level. And, but it's like, I am so, I really want to know why she was there. Yeah. Same here. I really like, I'm, I'm so curious about that. I think she was there, you know, because the bloody Baron stinks. <laughs> uh, he just has this smell about him. And that was, you know, it was kind of like, uh, what was it? That stinkweed stuff or whatever? No. Percy Jackson. 
spoilers for Percy Jackson, I guess. <laughs> like the very okay. first book. But his mom is living basically with this drunk guy who sucks at literally everything. But because he's horrible and like every like every he's he's the type of guy that everyone would ignore because you know he's just the like the worst the loser the worst like just just terrible and instead of being a decent human being and going hey maybe you shouldn't you know hit your girlfriend people just ignore them instead which is infuriating but you know real life stuff um He's just the worst in general and the typical guy that that most people would just ignore instead of like doing anything about. And so she stays with him because of all that. It basically shielded all of the gods from knowing where Percy was because it's like they're not going to look into this random dude. Yeah. So they're not going to know. So, yeah, I mean, it's dumb or whatever but i'm like it just made me think of percy jackson well fair enough anything else that you've got you want to predict uh no except i feel like uh um, we're we gonna have like a a witcher grand prix where we race roach against other no roaches? i think what's gonna happen is percy jackson is gonna show up um and you know poseidon is definitely a thing uh, we're going to get rid of all the drowners but <laughs> <laughs> they'll be replaced with mer people I, I think I I have a few things that I'm kind of thinking about for what the wild hunt might be up to, but again, we're so we're so early in the game that it's really hard for me to start coming up with literally insane. Yeah, we really are very early, which is weird for how much I've already played the game. Exactly, and how much I already know because it's it's like I already. I don't know where Siri is, but I already have her trail. I've already met up with Yennefer, which you said was going to be like halfway through the game. Well, I don't know about that. I figured it'd be like, in fact, I, we were both basically right. Cause I was thinking it would be at the beginning of the second area. And you said end of the first area. So we really were both essentially right. We weren't both essentially right. One of us was way more right than the other. No, Cause one. beginning of the second area, they're like, okay, there's a big cutscene, And then the second area. So it's not that much different. Um, you meet her at the end of the first yes, area. You were more correct. I'm not disputing that, but I mean, like, that, there was not that much of a difference. That's all I needed to hear. It was enough of a difference for me to be right. <laughs> okay. Then, yes. It, <laughs> you were you were exactly correct because you called it that being at the end of the first area. You know, that's at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Well, on that extremely depressing note, what? I, <laughs> that's a great note. Everyone's super happy. I think that's going to do it for this episode of Video Games Cover to Cover. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, I love Yennefer. Yennefer.